0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another new perspective, the podcast that brings you wisdoms and perspectives from all walks of life. Hello, everybody. This is Joe Clayman signing on for episode number one of Solo Chats about what's really happening right now. Just some thoughts, some feelings, some emotions. Just thought we'd let it all out. Maybe it'll help somebody maybe i won't but that's what we'll find out right so we're sitting here in our empty office the date is april 1 2020 and boy is it what a what some it's some some hell of an april i mean it's been one hell of a march and it's really been one hell of a 2020 so between if we go back, we had uh, Amazon fires, we had California fires, we had Australia fires, we have volcanoes and earthquakes and plagues and locusts, okay. and uh, now we have the coronavirus, which is a, a flu-like, pneumonia-like virus that is has everybody on our entire planet focused on one external stimuli at one time. And it's quite interesting to watch. It's sad in some circumstances because obviously we are losing people in different countries, losing people in our own country. Um, But you also see the perspectives and I can understand why some people have the idea that why are we shutting down literally everything? The entire planet is on pause. And in perspective, you know, we lose millions of people every year um, to very simple things that I think we've, we've attributed to uh, acceptable risk, such as driving a car, um, you know, heart disease, obesity, um, diabetes, there's all kinds of different things. So if you want to look at, I mean, even for the flu symptoms, you know, if we look it up, or uh, the standard flu and how many millions of people die every year from the flu comparatively to the coronavirus, um, it's quite low. I think the, the novelty of it, and not novelty of like it's new, but it is very new, and we don't really sure all the effects of it and how fast it spreads, what it lives on. It's very sneaky. So it's, um, it's been, you know, you don't know you have it, You could have it for anywhere from a week to two weeks and not even have any symptoms. I think they did that study in Iceland that showed half the people that they tested were asymptomatic, but it's super contagious. So all these people that are asymptomatic that are now spreading it to people that, you know, maybe have a a compromised immune system or overweight or not really healthy. So, you know, if you look at it in the Darwin Darwin Situation, I guess, you know, survival of the fittest. But I think that was also misspoken as survival of the most adaptable. So uh, it's not necessarily how strong you are, it's how adaptable you are to the situation you're put into. So, um, yeah, so it's all been very interesting. Um, it's inter- very interesting for me because what I've been developing for quite some time is observation of people in space and movement through space um, based on external stimuli. So working with people with agility. And it's been very interesting to watch, you know, I normally l- watch one person inside the cube move around based on tasks that I give them, such as touch red balls or blue balls or yellow balls. And then now you're watching, you know, you, know, you can go have a coffee and sit at an intersection and watch people interact at an intersection. You know, the people that don't pay attention to the crosswalks and they walk out in front of cars and you watch the cars, not sure whose turn it is to go. And, like, I mean, a roundabout is really one of the best ways to really observe. Just sit there, have a coffee, and watch the roundabout and watch the people that stop at roundabouts. There's people that stop in the roundabout. Um, Because really when you're driving your car, you're functioning, your body... Based on external stimulus. So you're moving through space, and as you're moving through space, you're having to adjust your speed based on how much of the stimulation you can process and how many of the variables you can process. So, like, say you're in rush hour traffic and the traffic is going five to 10 miles an hour. You might feel that you can do extra things like be on your phone or do your hair or your makeup or even I've seen people eat a a salad in the car So when you're not moving very fast, you don't have to take it as much information and you can do extra things So then as you build up that ability to be able to do extra things based on the speed of your car Then you can do more things at higher speeds, which then we run into situations where you have to realize that there's other people around you that you can't control. So if you take your eyes off the road at 70 miles an hour and you've now traveled over hundred yards without your eyes on the road, anything could happen in between there. So, so that's kind of the idea of external stimulus and how it would affect movement in a vehicle. Um, you can look at his movement on a bicycle, you know, and, and how, much, how fast you can go on a bicycle and how safe you feel on it. Um, and I always tell this to my elderly people, too, that I work with, that if you think about it, is that you don't forget the functions or how to drive. You simply have to slow down the information coming at you. So you might not be able to drive your car in the same city that you've been living in for the last 20 years at the speed limit anymore because the speed limit to you based on the information you can process coming at you is now too fast so it's not that you forgot but you have to slow down the vehicle to slow down the information coming at you so that you can process it so now if you take that and you're watching what's happening all over the entire globe with every single human being on the planet that we are all focused on something not a war not a volcano not an earthquake not a tornado none of these things that we can see and go oh well that's over there i can protect myself from that we are facing a microscopic piece of DNA that is flying around the world, being left on things and shared through our breath and shared through exhalation, sneezing, coughing. And on top of that, you have no idea who even has it. So you could all your best friends you trust, or the, you know your house that's sterilized and bleached and, and everything like that. And you say I'm perfectly safe, but then you interact with one person, and then you're resetting your entire two week quarantine or your two week time span that could you know show that you have symptoms. So it's really really interesting um, to see how each government, each country each person, each state I mean you can whittle it down, we can start from the globe and then we can bring it down to each country and then each country to each region of the country Um, the United States, we have 50 states and each state has their own government so instead of one country locking down one country um, the United States is pretty much open for business in most areas except for states that say no, we want to do it this way and be more protective or less protective based on what we believe. So, because it's novel and because we're only basing it on the most current science, hopefully, that we can find, is that the states have to go off of what their belief is of the dangers of the virus. You know, is it economy based? Is it math based? Is it science based? I mean, There's, I think, Sweden hasn't shut anything down yet, and they're processing it as, you know, as they are. And Iceland, I think, are the same way. Like, there's not complete lockdowns of these places. So, is locking everything down the right way? We don't know. That's the interesting part, is that with it being novel, with it being something we can't see, and most of science is is very um, new with it, and we're really trying to depend on whatever we can figure out at the time, we're really like doing yoga at the same time. So if you break that down to even smaller, to person to person, you can really see how each individual person is reacting or responding to the external stimulus based on, are they afraid of the stimulus? Are they not afraid of the stimulus? um, And really trying to figure out um, what they feel is the safest Thing that they can do or are they being safe um, or are they overreacting and really there's not really a person that's able to judge that or judge another person saying that you're overreacting this is nothing you shouldn't worry about it you're overreacting but is that really the case because we really don't know scientists don't even know the people that actually are like um, epidemiologists And people that study infectious disease don't even know all of the answers to this. So who are we to to judge somebody based on how they feel or how they're reacting or responding to it based on past events? Because if you really think about it, there's maybe a handful of people that were born during the Spanish flu back in 1918, um, but they wouldn't have been old enough to really remember it or experience it or to have memories of it. So, um, so there's a lot of people when I first when this first happened, I was getting people saying that they uh, that they were having a lot of flashbacks to childhood, and a lot of that, based on my perspective, and I'm not a scientist. I'm just somebody that studies human behavior and, and my own perspectives of it and how, it, based on what I could learn on my own is our brains map back to past experiences to give us the best knowledge we can to make present decisions that will take us to a future destination. So that would be based, in my mind, of logistics or analytics is that, you know, we're like artificial intelligence saying like, Here's an event that happened to me before. Here's the events that are happening to me in this moment. The decision I'm going to make in the moment is predicated on the goal, aim or vision I have for myself going forward. So, is where I see myself going after this or you know, even before the pandemic that here's my goal, here's my vision, here's my my idea of where I want to go. And Based on what I've experienced in my past, here's the decision I'm going to make that I feel is safe or the best way to get me to my goal or get me to where I want to go. So there are really things to think about. So, but right now with the pandemic and nobody really being alive long enough to have experienced it in an adult realm of, this is what I did last time during a pandemic, you will try to map back to something in the past and well it's going to try to come up with as many things as possible which could up to and include very young memories in your mind that you experienced as a young child so they're very interesting things to think about um and they're really not wrong but the other thing i I saw someone post this the other day and it's really true is that you know You could also be re-experiencing traumas that you may not have remembered. You know, a lot of times we are able to cover things up from extreme traumas, childhood traumas, things like that, that we didn't know were still part of us because we didn't really remember it or our brains found a way to cover it up and move past it. Well, that might be coming back as well. So if you find yourself scared or uncertain or anything like that, and you're not really sure what to do, you know, take... Take it slow. Take be be easy on yourself. It, it's um, you know you're re-experiencing traumas. You're going through things. You're re-experiencing the things. Um, so if you need a nap, take a nap. If you need three naps, take three naps. Um, and just go slow. But the one thing that I saw in a post the other day, also from a woman that was. And granted it's the internet, so who knows, but from the Hopi Indians, she was a grandmother and she really explained it to me the best way and it really tricked, not tricked, triggered my mind to really think about it differently as, um, you know, you can go, we can look at this as a portal into the future, into a new dimension, into a new life, into a new future, or we can look at it as a whole. And unfortunately, it's very easy for our brains to want to go into the hole, where it is, you know, the whole world's falling apart, I'm scared, I don't know where the, where I'm going, I lost my job, I don't have any income. These are all very real things. I don't have an income right now either. Um, but it's so it's easy for us to fall back. It's easy for us to hibernate into a fear or being scared or uncertain because where we aren't. We aren't certain of where we're going but you can also as best as you can and this is why we hear people being called visionaries or you know i have visions of the future or i have plans or goals Is because as long as you can hold on to a vision in your mind something i do on a regular basis is that you can have a vision of where you want to see yourself going who do you see yourself being and that could be five years down the road after the pandemic that you see yourself doing this this is what I want for my life this is what I want for my family this is what I want for my company for my career so that way right now as long as you're holding on to that vision and you're, you're saying you know I've really thought about this I've had nothing but time to really think about how I feel about the situation and I'm going to say that in five years I want to I want to I want this for myself so, what that gives you is as you, it gives you a future. It gives you a vision of where you want to go next. So, from there, you can say, Well, I don't have a past experience, or I have some past experiences. You're not going to go back and touch hot stoves again just because you're experiencing a pandemic. That's just not, that doesn't, that doesn't add up. So, you're going to move from your present now based on what you know. You're going to now make decisions in your present. For Your future self And what having that aim Or goal of your future self Allows you to be present In the moment as best you can And go okay so here's What I know about the situation I'm in I can make it through today because I know all the things I did before and then as we get better through the pandemic, you notice you're starting to adapt more. You're starting to know how much groceries you need or where to go, and not to go, how to keep yourself occupied, how to keep yourself mentally healthy for the most part. Um, so now as you move through each small little decision going forward, you can say, okay, so I've never been here before, but the goal I have for six months from now is to be able to do this. We'll say maybe have a new job, or take a trip somewhere, or um, it could be anything. So then each decision you make going forward each day when you wake up, since it's all unprecedented, you can say that if I make decision A, will it take me to my vision? Will it take me to my goal? Well, maybe because either way we still don't know whether you take A or B or even C because you can have three possible scenarios out of each decision. As you become more mindful and more present and can process the future or have your future aim but process the present decision quicker, you get better at making the present decision based on your future outcome. So we can say I want to be able to buy a brand new car which sounds crazy right now because of everything going on but we're going to use that as an example I want to buy a brand new car in December well I know we don't have a lot of money right now because we're not employed Um, some of us are and you know obviously the economy is not just gonna stop but my goal is to buy a brand new car when this is all over because I need to reward myself for making it through it well Obviously, we're getting some stimulus checks and we're getting and you may have some savings left and you might, um, you know, say you're living by yourself. So that makes a lot even easier. But you can say, well, how much food do I really need? How much toilet paper do I really need? How many things can I use that are already in my house and repurpose them in different ways to not have to buy more things? So it just changes your mindset a bit to say, okay, so maybe I can survive by not spending my stimulus check. Maybe I can survive on what I have. So now you're already saving money because you're not going out to dinner. You're not going out drinking or going to the movies or putting gas in your car because you're not really going anywhere. So all of these are little savings things you can do. So each one of those decisions are just a little bit of money you can save. So that's the present moment saying, okay, so my vision or my goal of the future is to be able to do this. So now each time you move, you can say, because this is where I want to go, I have to do this. So just some things to think about. But and I am going to leave you guys on this for today. And I'm going to check back in a few times a week, might be every day. I'm going to start posting a bunch of these on my podcast channel, another new perspective, um, and sharing them around. Hopefully it helps a few people out there. If you want to have a listen, I don't want to make them real long, so they're going to be 20 to 30 minutes at a time, maybe even shorter, maybe 5 to 10 minutes. So just little nuggets of wisdoms from Joe, um, since I can't have podcast guests here right now. but um, So that's what i got for today, and take it easy. Go easy on yourself, move slowly, process information, realize that you might have flashbacks to childhood, maybe good things or bad things. Um, it's not bad. I mean, it could be hard. I get that, because I've been going through some of that myself. Um, but take care of yourself. Take naps if you need to, rest, move slowly, take breaks. You know, we're all moving into unprecedented, uncharted territory every single day you wake up. So have an amazing day. Stay positive, stay optimistic as best you can, and be mindful, and take care, guys. See ya. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I look forward to sharing more with you on future episodes. If you need to contact me, you can reach me at anothernewperspective101 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an awesome day.